Heavenly Father, indeed, we thank you for another opportunity to be in your house to worship you. We pray that indeed, Lord, you would bless this time together and that, Lord, you would open up our hearts and our minds to hear from you, to hear your word, and help us, Lord, to be obedient as we respond. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Feel free to be seated. The title of my message this evening is called Finding Your Identity in Christ. Finding your identity in Christ. This may be a familiar passage of scripture to you that talks about the temptation of Jesus. And you may have heard this before. Jesus was in the, uh, the, the wilderness fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. And then the scripture tells us, and then the devil appears to him. You see, the devil appeared to him at the end of the 40 days. And you may think, well, it doesn't really matter when the devil appears to him because he was going to tempt him anyway. But the devil was very strategic in appearing to him at the end of 40 days. You may ask why. The scripture tells us, it says, Jesus was fasting and he was hungry. He was fasting and he was hungry. You see, the devil doesn't come to us at our strong points, but he comes to us in our weakness. He comes and he attacks us at our weak points. And the devil will try to attack us and tempt us to sin at our weakest points during our most vulnerable moments. But we do have the victory in Jesus. And that's point number one for tonight. That the devil comes and he attacks us at our weakest points. The devil, oh, that's the wrong one. Sorry, you can just take that off. <laughs> that's okay. I may have copied it twice. It's okay. The devil will try to attack us and tempt us. He will attack us at our weakest points. He will try to get us to sin when we're the weakest, when we're the most vulnerable. But it's important for us as Christians to identify where our weak points are. You see, for example, if, so, if you're someone like me who has never touched alcohol and has no interest in alcohol, then going to a bar or something or drinking alcohol would not be a temptation for me. But if you tempt me with something that you know that I like, like chocolate, then it would be very difficult for me to say no. The devil does not come and tempt us and attack us where we're strongest. But he looks for the points in our life where we're the most vulnerable. The things that he knows that we're the weakest at and he comes and he attacks us. And it's important for us to identify where those weak points are so that we do do not continue to fall into the same sin over and over again because we know that that's where he comes and he attacks us. But it's also our responsibility as Christians to do our part, to use wisdom, to do our best to avoid temptation. Temptation will come. It is part of the Christian journey, but it's our job to do our best to avoid it. And what do I mean by that? I mean to do our best, that if we know, for example, that we struggle with drinking and our friends invite us to go out to the bar to avoid going there for the sake of not being tempted by alcohol, if you know that you struggle with an addiction to 
for, let's say, pornography, then do your best to put the computer in an open place in your house so that you will not be tempted to do something that you shouldn't do. You see, we have a responsibility as well to do our part. Yes, the devil will come and tempt us and attack us, but you see, we always have a choice. And we cannot blame the devil and say, he made me do it because he didn't make us do it. <laughs> he tempted us to do it, but it was our choice. At the end of the day, we make our own choices. And you know what a lot of the problem may be? Sometimes I think that the problem is that we go based on how we feel rather than what we know is right. We go based on our emotion. I feel like doing this. I feel like doing that. Rather than saying, I know that this is what I should do and I'm going to do it. You see, if we choose to do what is right and what we know is pleasing to God, our feelings will catch up with it instead of the other way around. And so we may not necessarily feel like doing something, but if we know that that's what we should be doing, then let's do it. We have a responsibility for we have a choice. God has given us a choice. He's given us free will right from the beginning of time to choose to do our best, to be obedient to him. Are you choosing to obey the Lord? Or are you choosing to give in to the temptations that come your way? We always have the choice. You've heard that statement, I'm more than a conqueror, right? You've heard that statement, I'm more than a conqueror. You see, do you know what that means? It means that when you grow in your relationship with God, you get to this point of having a confidence in God that you know that you have the victory even before you face the problem, <laughs> When you have that maturity in Christ, when you have that confidence because you have reached that point in your relationship where you can trust him, where you can take him at his word, where you know who he is, you've, know, you've seen what he's done in your life, where you can claim the victory before the problem even comes. You see, we have the victory in Jesus. We have the victory and we can claim that victory. We can claim it and know that we are more than conquerors in Christ. So the devil comes at Jesus and tempts him in three different ways. And then we see that Jesus answers him every time. But one of the things that he mentions twice is that the tempter asks him, if you are the son of God. If you are the son of God, in other words, if you say you are who you are, then prove it. But Jesus does not give in to this temptation. Jesus doesn't entertain this, but instead he uses scripture to turn him away. There are times in our life where the, the devil will try to make us question who we are, but our identity is found in Christ alone. 
The devil will try to make you question who you are, but our identity is found in Christ alone. He asks him, if you are the son of God, then prove it. You see, Jesus didn't have anything to prove to Satan, for he knew who he was, who he is, and who he will always be. And there was no need for him to prove anything to anyone because he knew who he was. And there are times in our life where we may feel that our identity is questioned. We ask the question, who am I? You hear people talking about figuring out who they are. Are, finding themselves. Well, you see, in Christ, we found ourselves because he gives us that identity. And we don't have to look any further. You see, our identity in this world is not found in the clothes that we wear or in the brands of the purses that we carry. It's not found in the size of our houses or our job status or how much money we have in the bank account, or the kind of car that we drive. Our identity is found in Jesus Christ, in him alone. He is the one who gives us our identity. And if we don't know who we are in him, that's when we start looking at all of these different places in the world to see where we fit. That's where we start experimenting with all of these different places to see where we can find who we are. But Jesus has already said who we are. Are. He's already told you who you are. You see, you are a child of God. You are a child of the King, and your identity is found in Him. We are children of the Most High. In Christ alone, my hope is found. The songwriter says, He is my light, my strength, my song. Jesus has given us that identity. So the devil questions who Jesus is, and Jesus responds to him with scripture. And we see that Jesus did not allow him to control his thoughts. He did not allow him to manipulate how he feels. And it's important for us not to allow the devil or anyone else to control your thoughts. Not to allow anyone, especially the devil, to control your thoughts or try to manipulate you in some sort of way. Jesus used the scriptures to, to uh, rebuke him and to answer him back. He said, it is written, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. He says, it is written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Jesus said, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Although the devil was was persistent. Although the devil continued to come and attack him and to tempt him, Jesus continued to use the word of God at his defense. And you see, we, we've said this so many times, but it is so important as Christians that we hide the word of God in our heart, that we hide it in our heart so that we don't sin against him, that we memorize, that we meditate, that we study, that we know the word of God. For it is in times like this when temptations come, when trials happen, when we go through difficulties in our life, 
where we can call on the name of the Lord, where we can claim his victories, where we can stand firm, where we can remind ourselves that he is with us, that we can remind ourselves that we are his children, that we can remind ourselves that no matter what we go through, he is there, that we can remind ourselves that he is the one who provides for all of our needs, that we can remind ourselves of what the Bible says. But you see, if we do not know what the Bible says, then we cannot remind ourselves of it. And this is why it is so important that we continue to study the Word of God. It doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian, there's always more to to know and to grow and to learn. And so it's important to find a small group and be part of it, to find a Bible study and be part of it, to come and make Sunday school a regular habit in your life. And not only for us, but for our children and our grandchildren to start learning the Word of God from a young age, to start putting it in, implanting it and planting that seed within them so that they will be able to know these things as they grow and as they get older. So the devil was persistent, but Jesus did not allow himself to be swayed. He had full control of his thoughts. And you see, it's important that we take our thoughts captive, the Bible says, that we do not allow ourselves to dwell on temptations, to allow those things to linger in our minds, but to take them captive and to remove them and ask the Lord to help us to think upon things that are good and noble and pleasing and excellent and praiseworthy. Those are the things that we should be thinking upon. And it's important that we ask the Lord to help control our thoughts, control our mind, to help us in all of our ways. Jesus had full power and authority over all that he did. And the word of God is power and authority. And we need to use it, continue to use it, continue to talk about the scriptures. And you see, in all of our circumstances, we will try our best to, to do our best as Christians, but the devil will come, and it's important that we're ready. He comes to attack. He comes to destroy, and it's important to understand that the devil does not come to steal your things. He doesn't come to steal your house. He doesn't even care for your money, but what he comes for is your joy, he comes for your joy. That is what he wants to steal. And so if your joy is found in your house, if your joy is found in your job, if your joy is found in your family or your money or, or any kind of physical possessions, then you can be sure he's going to attack it. But we're told that our joy should be in Christ. Our joy should be in Christ, and it should come from Jesus Christ. And it's important for us to have our joy in him. And so the devil comes and attacks it to steal our joy in different ways. But you see, if our joy is in Christ, then he cannot take it. He cannot take the joy that we have. And so I encourage you and I challenge you 
to start to do those things, to start to ask the Lord to help you in different ways so that you can stand up against the attacks of the enemy. Even though the devil will try to attack us and to tempt us to sin at our weakest points, we know that we have the victory in Jesus. We know that we have victory in him. It's important that we, that we don't allow anyone the devil, or any other person to question who we are, for our identity is found in Christ alone. And don't allow the devil or anyone else to try to control your thoughts. You see, in this world, there are many people who try to give us different opinions, who try to tell us this or tell us that or sway us this way or sway us that way. Tell us, you need to buy this or you need to go here or you need to do that. But Jesus says, don't listen to all of these different voices, but listen to mine. Listen to mine. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, Romans 12, 2 says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renew your mind and ask the Lord to speak so that we can be obedient and we can listen. Even though temptation will come, we have the victory. Jesus tells us that he will never give us, never allow us to get more than we can bear. We always have a choice. And the Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee. We have the victory for we are children of God. We are more than conquerors in him. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your word and for the truth that is contained within it. And we thank you, Father, that although the devil comes and tempts us and, and different things are thrown at us in trials and tribulations, we thank you, Father, that you have already given us the victory. We already know the end of the story. And so, God, in our lives, we pray that you would continue to strengthen us, continue to help us to see where our weak points points are so that we do not fall into the same sin and temptation over and over again, but to stand firm against the attacks that the enemy throws at us. And Lord, we thank you that you have already told us that we are yours, that we are your children, that even though people may tell us other things, we thank you that we don't have to listen to the ways of this world, for we are yours and we are loved by you. And so God, continue to help us to take captive our thoughts and to think upon things that are good and pleasing and perfect and praiseworthy and that you would, Lord, help us to remove that in our minds that should not be there. And we pray that you would help us day in and day out. And so, God, we commit ourselves anew and afresh to you, and we ask that your Holy Spirit would continue to lead us, guide us, and direct us each and every day of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. As Pastor Nick comes and, and Anthony to lead us in this next song, I want to invite you, if you would like to come and spend some time in prayer at the altars, then you feel free to come. Maybe you want to say, Lord, you know the different trials and tribulations and temptations that I face. And Lord, I pray that you would help me to identify those things and that you would help me so that I can stand up against it. Or maybe you need to say, Lord, I need you to remind me of who I am in you, that I already have the victory. Whatever it is, you feel free to come. Dear Lord, these words certainly express the desire of our heart to serve you, 
to serve you day by day in all the ways possible. Thank you, O oh God, for these beautiful insights that Dr. Lisa has shared with us from this very important part of your Holy Bible. Thank you for this very helpful message. And may you, may you use it to impact our lives, not only tonight, but in the days and in the weeks to come. Now, Lord, may your Holy Spirit watch over and protect each person. Take them home safely, wherever home is. Watch over, O oh God, all of our congregation, the boys and girls. Keep the boys and girls of our church family safe. Protect them as they go to school. Protect the teens as they go to school and back home and wherever they travel. Blessed be your holy name. We thank you for loving us and for being our God and our friend. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.